Let's go ahead and worship him. So much Jesus. Hallelujah. I love you so much. Darling Jesus. Oh my darling. Will lift up your hands towards heaven? Father, we worship you. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we worship you. We give you praise. We honor your name, Lord Jesus. We honor your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Um, there is a lady, there is a lady, you are really thinking of divorcing your husband. And the Lord says, I should talk to you that you should be a patient and you should be more prayerful and everything is going to come around. You know, uh, that's what I feel led to tell you my spirit, that everything is going to come around. You know, when we're praying, I just, I just saw you in the spirit, and um, I saw that for what you do, there were very big openings, about two or three times, and at the last minute, it just turned you back. That it just didn't walk through. I don't know if it was a movie or something. You know, they were just, he just turned back, and you know, and the word of the Lord, this is what the Lord says I should tell you. You really rely, this is where it comes to me. You're really relying on you and your influence and who you know and your strength. He said, it's time for me, you to put me first. He said, take a more spiritual approach when you're going for, when you have those discussions and negotiations. He said, you're going to see the door open up. Remember that is the one that opens the door and no man can shut it. It's the one that shuts the door and no man can open it. You, you have an idea of what I'm talking about? Okay. Glory to God. Father, we really honor your name today. We, we just bless you. We just bless you. Any of our pastors have a word from the Lord? Maybe the Lord is saying something in the spirit. Back on me, do you have a word from the Lord? Any of our pastors? Anybody? Okay. Anybody? Okay. Glory to God. Please, you can have your seat. Please, would you do me a favor and just scoop forward? We have all this empty seats right in the middle here. And we have people, I know that some of you are for the child education. I really respect that. But some of you are just like, it's not the back and it's just like a disconnected church. You know, and I don't know why our ushers have not been able to. Everyone I put a far back, you know, meanwhile we have the whole center here very empty. Um. Yeah. So you literally have the session before the camera just practically empty. You know. Um, so the people over there at the back, if you can just go forward, you know, just go forward a little. Um, just behind the camera, people. Just go forward a little. Just move, take, same, take some journey forward. Thank you very much for being kind. You know, j just. Just go about four, five step chairs in front. Um, ushers, are you paying attention to me or you're just doing what you're doing? So all the people over here, exactly. 
Pastor Rash, you are in the right place. So let me encourage them to just come forward. We have all the seats that are empty, you know. So just go forward a little, just go forward a little. It's always very disorganizing when older people just come and sneak in in front and because the back is just packed. So just, just come. So all of you that over there, would you just take about, just take two rows forward. There are spaces two rows forward. You know. Then the last session, nobody should be sitting on the last session, really. Nobody should be sitting on the last session, really. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much, thank you so, so much. Thank you. So the last segment, nobody should be sitting there, other people should move forward, they should move into the segment in front of them, you know. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you for being kind and gracious. Alright, while we're doing that, I just want to make two announcements. Um, there's this, um, we have um, two programs coming up. One is the, they're they for younger people. So one is for our teenagers. So we have the, normally we have like a skill acquisition program called HSAP. So we have HSAP for teens. So this will afford, um, the teenagers will have a time where they can come together and, you know, learn skills. I think it's on the screen. They're going to learn how to make bread, how to make drinks babbing, makeup, digital marketing, photography. And not only, what, not only, that's not only the thing they will do, they will also have the opportunity to know Jesus Christ. So they have the opportunity to know Jesus Christ. And the, the reason why I'm saying so is that now, it's dangerous to have a teenager right now. Is that not true? Because they have become so exposed. So, so exposed. So, so exposed. So I want to encourage you that it's taking place on the 28th to 30th. Our vision is that, you know, all those people can have huge vision. All these people can have, all these people can know Jesus Christ. You know, they can know Jesus Christ in a very powerful way. The second one is the Summer Bible School, which is for kids. This is for kids lower than, I think, 11 years old. So if you have kids that are lower than 11 years old, there's going to be one week where we just come. And the reason why is that, well, now that they are on break, can we help you teach your children about the Bible? Can we help you teach your children some right things? So you bring them, some of you are looking for where to put the children this is the best place to put them right now. So it's going to take, it's just going to happen one week before school. So some of them have stayed at home. It's even be a good way to prepare them before school comes back into session. So it's there and it's, it's a paid program because there's going to be a lot of feeding of food. So it's a paid program. If for any reason you cannot afford it, we also have scholarship available for people. But this is what I want from you, two things. What I expect, what I want is that number one, we need a lot of the adults to volunteer to help out you know, with this. And the second thing is that if it's in your heart to sponsor kids, please go ahead and sponsor kids. Somebody say hallelujah. Can we turn to Esther chapter 4?
So I want to encourage you, please, if you want to sponsor a child, let's go ahead. Um, the teens program is 2,000 naira per teen. The children's program is 7,500. And it's, I think it's majorly just to cover the food. That's what we just want to really do. Hallelujah. Because for the children, you know, they're going to be here for a long time. You need all the snacks and you need food to keep children together. Praise the Lord. Especially when their parents are not there. Hallelujah. All right. So Esther chapter 4 in verse 7. The book of Esther chapter 4 and verse 7. I just want my Bible to load up and I would get going. Okay, it's here. Wow. So this month we have been talking about prayer. And we're still talking about prayer. And we're going to talk about prayer up to next month. Next month we'll start our, we'll start our 21 days of fasting and prayer. From September the what? Ninth, we're going to fast and pray for 21 days. And, you know, so that it's not religious, so you can understand what we're doing. We're beginning to build up people in exactly what prayer does, what influence we can have in prayer, how to pray, and all of those kind of things. All right, so let's go. Esther chapter 4 in verse 7. Esther chapter 4 in verse 7. The Bible says, so, so the background, so let me give you a background so that the reading will be faster. So the background is this. That in the book of Esther is really about four subjects. It's about the king, Ahasuerus, Esther, that the book is named about, her uncle, Mordecai, that raised her up, and a man that is the, like the vice president called Haman. So the Jews were carried into captivity, so they were in a strange land, and Mordecai had raised up Esther, and Esther was now the queen, or was the queen, the wife of the king. And, but Mordecai himself was like a civil servant. He served in the king's palace. And as, um, one of the days, Haman, that was a vice, like vice president or chief of staff, had come to, what do you call it, had come to the palace. And when he came to the palace, everybody fell down, was worshipping, was worshipping, was worshipping, was worshipping. People were just saying all things about him. And Mordecai felt that that was not just that's human worship. And Mordecai said, I'm not going to do that. And when he said, I'm not going to do that, you know the next thing that happened? That um, Mordecai now said, this guy, uh, sorry, Haman now said, this man Mordecai, the Jew, disrespected me. And because of that, I'm going to kill him. Then he had a second thought and said, no way. I'm not just going to kill Mordecai. I'm going to wipe out the Jewish race. What he didn't realize that he chose the wrong tribe to mix with. It's called the Jewish God. <laughs> the Jewish God is a very powerful God because he's El Shaddai. Praise the Lord. You know, um, I don't know if you, were doing, if you were doing a worship session. During the worship session, we sang a song. We said that some people carry their God. My own God carries me. Some people fight for their God. My own God fight for me. Some people feed their God. My own God feeds me. Some people created their God. They created their God from, a, from something. My own God created me. Listen to me. My God does not need to use for you to fight for. He fights for himself. Glory to God. As a pastor, there's some situation in church when I really get perturbed. And I just remind myself, I'm like, Lord, this is your thing. You can fight for yourself. Some people carry their God in a bag. You know some people do that. Their God is in a bag. Some people wear their God on their neck and carry him around. Listen, I don't wear my God on the neck. My God is the one that carries me everywhere I go. Somebody say Hallelujah. I, I really think that every Christian should learn that song. It's a very powerful so song. And, and the song ends with a very powerful line. 
You know they play with, you know what? You know they use me play at all. Let's sing it one more time. Quiet, just sing, sing, sing from your seat. Let's sing, let, let me teach you the song. Why? You don't believe I can teach you? God, you fight for me when some fight for me. Is that not powerful? The Lord, see, see, that, you know, some people carry their God. Maybe some of you came to this church and you carried your God in your wallet. It's okay. <laughs> but you're in, the, you're in the midst of people that God is carrying. Is God carrying you? I don't have to fight for my God. My God can fight for himself. He's the one that's never lost a battle before. Do you know who my God is? He's the one that says a yes and no one can say a no. It's the one that opens the door and no grandfather of anybody's grandfather can close it. He says, I open the door and no man can shut it. And when he shuts a door, there's nobody's grand ancestor that can open the door. He says, I open the door, no man can shut it. I shut the door and no man can open it. It's the one that has the keys of David. He's the one that says yes and no man can say a no. He's the one that says a no and no man can say a yes. He's the one that for everlasting to everlasting, he's still the same. If that is your God, say amen. amen. <laughs> Listen to me. The people that are trying to fight you, just remind them that my God is alive. And you that you are afraid, remind yourself, I'm not alone. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say Hallelujah. You know, when I fly on planes, sometimes when you fly on planes, the plane goes to turbulence. I just tell myself, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will see of the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, he won't will I trust. How can you say those things and faith will not be stirred up in your spirits? How can you say those things and fear will hide in your heart? It's impossible. My God, he will I will trust. A thousand shall fall on the right. Ten thousand, he shall not come near me. Only with my eyes will I see and behold the reward of the wicked. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Because thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table for me in the presence of my enemy. Thou anointest my head with corn and my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness, hallelujah. He said, goodness and mercy follow me. Not poverty and failure. He said, goodness and mercy follow me. Not shame and sorrow. He said, goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. For I am the dwelling house of the Lord forever. My life is a different one. The things that follow me are surely goodness and mercy. It's goodness and mercy. When you hear my story, it's goodness and mercy. When you hear my story, it's goodness and mercy. How do I know? Because the Bible says already, He said, goodness and mercy, they follow me.
I'm trying to calm down. Because I've never stayed preaching. You know, when I just got married, my wife asked me, she said, um, where are you? I'll say, we're at home. So my wife used to, so one day she asked me, sorry, when you say we, who are you referring to? I said, most often, I can never say I'm alone. I'm conscious of the divine presence of the Holy Spirit. I'm never alone. The greater one is always with me. Glory to God. You know, in Lagos now, there's an upsurge of um, uh, one chance. How does a child of God enter one chance? Can a child of God enter one chance? Of course you can. But how do you enter? Your spiritual senses, where was it? Listen, he said, though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, you are the one that chose to walk there. If you want to enter a bus that is the wrong bus, so if you pay attention, something within you will say this is the wrong bus. There was one time I was going to enter a bus quite a while ago. I said, I wanted to, you know, the bus, I just said, I just felt hook, you know, you know, hook. Nothing is wrong physically, but everything seems to be wrong about entering that bus. And if I say, I, I know the, the way the buses are, they are always in a hurry to go. Maybe that's the sign you watch for. You know why they're in a hurry to go? They never want you to see everybody that is inside until they're on the move. Things that you hurry about, watch out for them. This guy that say, let's marry, let's marry, let's marry, watch out. What does the Bible say? The Bible says the righteous will not be in a haste. Patience is a virtue. Glory to God. Alright, let's read. So, Haman said he was going to destroy the Jews. And when he said that, Mordecai had lent the power of prayer. So Mordecai got together with the Jews and Esther and they began to pray. And miraculously, God delivered Mordecai and the Jews and Haman that was trying to destroy them was the one that ended up being dead for planning against the Jews. So let's read about it because here today, what am I trying to teach you? I'm trying to teach you about how prayer can influence things and how prayer can change contrary situations and circumstances. That's what I'm trying to teach you about. All right, let's, let's read. Esther chapter 4. So I've, I've cut a lot of story out so we can just read the main verses. Chapter 4 verse 7. This is, where Mordecai, this is where Esther asks Mordecai what is wrong. Remember that Esther is the queen. She lives in the palace. So Esther chapter 4 verse 7. And Mordecai told him of all that happened unto him. And the sum of money that Haman, the man that wants to kill the Jews, has promised to pay to the king's treasury for the Jews and to destroy them. And he also gave him the copy of writing that was given at Shushan to destroy them. And to show it unto Esther and to declare it unto her. And to charge her that she should go unto the king to make supplication unto him and to make requests before him for our people. Verse 9. And Hatach came and told Esther the word of Mordecai. And Esther said unto Hatach and gave him this command to Mordecai. All the king's servants and the people of the king's province do know 
that whosoever, you know, I'm just going to get this out of my mind. There's something that's been in my spirit for a long time. So I'm just going to remove it. So there is someone that has been having a lot of societal thoughts in the last 14 days. The, the Spirit of God has been telling me that, you know, but I didn't want to interrupt the preaching. You've been having suicidal thoughts for the past 14 days. It's been, it's been coming before, but the last 14 days, it's been a lot more. And God says, I should tell you this. Number one, you are looking at the wrong thing. Number two, if you see your future, you will know that there's nothing you're going through compared to the glory of your future. Number three, he's telling me to tell you that he singled you out just to tell you this because he loves you and he has a plan for you. So if you're that person, remember this today. Praise the Lord. I just wanted to get out of my spirit because it's been there. I've just been, I've just been, it's affecting my reading because every time it just pops up, somebody just pop up. In my, it's a pop-up channel. <laughs> like, like, maybe Big Brother Nigeria. <laughs> wow. Those guys on Big Brother, what do they know? They don't know what Napak is. <laughs> What's the parallel of Nigeria? We don't know. Wow. I thought they were very smart. Did you hear the question they asked them? What's, what's, what's Navdak? Someone said, there was a quote. The lady said, Barack Obama, Sonia Bacha. <laughs> I, I watched the Baba story, it was so funny. I was like, really? What was the funniest question that they missed? That was a very cheap question that they missed. You know. But let's see what people are done. I even making people that make money. I heard that 11 million people texted so far, and that is 13 naira. So from all of it I've texted, you made 330 million so far. And I'm going to give just the winner 45 million, apart from 60. And there's going to be money from uh, adverts. What? What is it? Only one person can text a hundred times. Wow. All right. I'm going to start my own big brother. Brothers in Christ. Oh my God. Brothers in Christ. What we call our house? I'll call it the real big brother's house. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, so Esther's reply, Esther's reply to Mordecai. And all the king's servants and the people of the king's province do know that whosoever, whether man or woman, shall come into the shall come unto the king, into the inner court, who is not called. There is one law of his to put him to death. Except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter, that he may leave. But I have not been called to come unto the king these 30 days. What was, what, what, see, what was Esther saying? Remember that the closest Jew that they knew to the king was Esther, his wife, the queen. So it was natural for them to look to Esther for help. And Esther said that, I'm, I'm sorry I can't help because... This thing, is, this thing is tricky. There's a, there's a law. If I go to the king right now, I can die. And you know what I'm saying this to you? 
A lot of people feel as if once this person does not help me, I'm finished. Listen to me. As a child of God, listen, nobody's refusal to help you can determine your future. Every time someone says, I'm not going to help, if God is on your side, God will raise up help from unexpected resources. Unexpected sources, rather. God will raise up help. So, let's see the next line. Ah, this is powerful. <laughs> Someone say, thank God for Mordecai. Someone say, thank God for Mordecai. And you need Mordecai's in your life. Who are Mordecai's? Mordecai's are people that will challenge you to be all that God wants you to be. You know why? Being comfortable is destructive and it destroys destiny. Nothing destroys success than the previous success. Nothing destroys destiny than comfort. Because sometimes you are, see, when there was nothing, you know how to run. But when you get comfortable, you stop running. That's why a lot of people leave the poverty line to middle class, but never leave middle class to reach. The reason why is that once they get comfortable, they stop running. Monica is the person that comes to you and says, no, this place is good, but it's not good enough. You have to go farther. And you need people like that in your life that will challenge you and say, hey, Darlington, you've been here for such a long time. It's time to go ahead. Hey, Enoch, you've been here for a long time. It's time to go ahead. See what Mordecai said. And Mordecai taught, and they taught, no, 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 um, verse 13. Then Mordecai commanded them to answer Esther. Think not with yourself. That you will escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. Verse 14. He said, first of all, the problem here is your safety. Let, let me talk about that for a little while. I want to talk about, I want to talk about the issue of safety. Everyone look at me. If you value safety and comfort, you will never achieve destiny. Did you hear that? If you value safety and comfort... You will never succeed in achieving your purpose. You will never succeed in achieving your destiny. The reason why is this. If you put safety and comfort beyond destiny and purpose, you will not be able to go anywhere. Sometimes for you to achieve destiny, to achieve purpose, you have to stretch. This is a problem I have with when people say do your passion. I believe in doing your passion, but sometimes for you to do your passion, you have to do a lot of things you don't like. Learn the secret of success. You keep doing things you don't like because of what you want. Someone say, oh, you know, basketballer, I think it was Akim Olajuwon. one say, he's so lucky. Or is it Michael John? I'm so lucky. And Michael John said, oh, yeah, I'm so lucky. But I practice dunking balls, 1,000 dunk every day. How can you practice 1,000 every day and you think I'm lucky? What he wants is to be able to be the best in this field. But there's something he needs to do. Listen, there are things you need to do. The things that are easy for you to do might be the things that destroy your destiny. What do you need to do? You need to read some books. You need to read some books. You need to read some books. What do you need to do? Some of you need to get some more education. Some of you need to change your friends. So let's, let, let's keep reading. Excuse me. So the Bible says this. 
her, verse 14. It says, if thou altogether hold, and see, I was talking about Esther, let's come to Mordecai. This is Mordecai. And Mordecai said, if thou altogether hold your peace at this time, then shall enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from, and this is how a man that has prayed talks. How do they talk? Listen, when you know you have settled it in the spirit, and the man that was meant to help him, the fiscal refuses, you will tell the man, listen to me, even if you say no, God will make another way. Because God is not limited by human beings. God is not limited by channels. There are several people that God can use to achieve what he wants to do. Mordecai said, hey, Esther, if you wouldn't help, don't think you'll be destroyed. He said, know something, enlargement and deliverance will happen. Someone broke up your heart, it's painful, but tell yourself, if he doesn't think he wants to marry me, God will give me a better person. Because that's what it means when it says all things work together for good to them that love God. That's what it means when it says all things work together for good to them that love God. You lost your job. When you lose your job, don't say I'm finished. Why? As a child of God, it's not finished for you because it's always a new beginning. It's not finished for you because it's always a new beginning. Listen, when man closes one door, God will open a hundred doors for you. And sometimes, the reason why God does not allow someone to help you is this. When they help you, they will be talking as if they are your God. Some people, when they help you, what they would take from helping you cannot pay. So God sees into the future and prevents them from helping you. And God also doesn't want to share the glory. He wants to do it in such a way that you will not be able to say, it's the school I went to. It's what I studied. So you will not be able to say, it's because I'm smart. You will be able to say that, listen to me, I did some work, but I can tell you clean and clear. That this testimony is a singular act of the Lord. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. So Mordecai in verse 14 says, that altogether all thy peace. And I love Mordecai because Mordecai put Esther to her place. Hey, listen to me. God wants to use you. But if you refuse to let God use you, what God's purpose, oh my God. This is where, if you refuse to let God use you, God's purpose will always be achieved. Only that the vessel will be changed. God's purpose will always be achieved. There are many of you in church here. You think you have become so distracted to think that life is about, is about having a bank job, having an oil company, having children. And God is saying that, hey, you are made for more. God is telling you, you are made for more. But all of a sudden, you have become so inclusive. Just thinking about yourself. Just thinking about yourself. And God is saying that, hey, you are made for more. But the problem is that you've allowed the problems and of this life to distract you from your purpose. And listen to me. There are people that you are the solution to their problem. And if you don't step up to it, instead of those people to be destroyed, God will raise up somebody else to do the job. Jesus Christ said it this way. He said, if you will not praise me, I will raise up stones to praise me. And God is raising people. I'm telling you, God is raising people. God is raising a new generation of people. There are many of you that are here. The experience you have from your divorce, 
The experience you have for when you struggle financially from your age is enough to do ministry. And we'll say, can you please serve the children? Can you please serve some young families? And you're like, no, I'm so busy. And listen, you are living without thinking of making a difference. Everybody that God has made is a solution to a problem. And you need to find out the problem you are designed to solve. And when you find the problem you are designed to solve, you need to turn that thing into a ministry. You need to let people benefit from your life. More than your children and your immediate family. There are people that are waiting for you to step into destiny. You need a Mordecai that's going to challenge you and say, though you have a great family, a great job, there's more to your life than this. You need people that will challenge you and that's what I'm doing this morning, challenging you. Challenging you. There's more to your life. You can't just keep, you can't just continue living the way you live. There's more to your life. So Mordecai challenged Esther. And when Esther had the challenge, <laughs> I love Esther. Bible says, then Esther bade them and bade them return Mordecai this answer. Esther said, Mordecai, I received the challenge. But before I go and do what I have to do, he said, go and gather all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also am a maiden will fast likewise. And I will go unto the king, which is not according to law. And if I perish, I perish. What was Esther saying? <laughs> Someone say hallelujah. Lend this, please. Esther <laughs> was saying this. Esther said that. I'm going to do what I have to do. But I know that the spiritual controls the physical. So before I step under the physical, let's win in the spiritual. Esther was saying that I understand something. That the spiritual dimension is superior to the physical dimension. That when the, super, when the spiritual dimension is settled, that the physical dimension will follow. Esther was saying that, hey, let's settle this in the spirit first. You know why? You can't win spiritual victory and lose physical victories. That's a good place to say amen. amen. You can't. Some of you, you know the thing? There's nothing wrong with your business. There's nothing wrong with your ministry. There's nothing wrong with your strategy. It's just that you need some spiritual energy to push it. So what did they do? They took out some time to fast and pray three days. After three days, Esther put on her makeup. She went to see the queen, the king. As she just entered. Remember that if the king does not welcome you, you die. So as she was coming, I could imagine in her heart, she felt fear. But because she had prayed, she had faith. One of the most powerful things prayer does is, is to you. I'm saying the wrong way. One of the most powerful things that prayer does to you is this. Prayer gives you assurance. Even when you see nothing. Oh my God. Only people that pray will understand that. When you pray, things have not changed, but you believe. Because in the place of prayer, there is an assurance that comes from the place of prayer. Oh my God. And... If you don't pray, I feel bad for you. You are 28 and you're not married. And someone says, I know I will have a great husband. How do you know? <laughs> I heard the word in prayer. Praise God. I settled it in prayer. How do you know you're married right? I settled it in prayer. How do you know you have great children? I settled it in prayer. Because in prayer, we can settle the future from the present. In prayer, we can settle the future from the present. Glory to God. And when Esther was walking in, 
the king was just standing by. But because Esther had won victory before she started, the king said, hey, he said, hey, Queen Esther, I've missed you. Oh, baby, you look so hot. And before Esther asked for something else, he said, what do you want? I will give you everything to the half of my kingdom. How did she know? How did he know he wanted something? Prayer was working already. When you are praying, you will have the right people in the right places asking the right question. I once had a testimony of a, of a panel. And in this panel, they were interviewing for a very important role. One of the people that were on the panel had been casting everybody. What they did not know was this, that she had her own candidates that she wanted them to employ. But there was this guy that was a prayerful Christian. Before he went there, he had taken time to settle it in the spirit. By the time he got there, as he was about to open the door, the woman that had a preferred candidate began to have running stomach. He said, oh, what should we do? He said, no, no, you guys continue. Before you finish, I'll be back. When she had the toilet, the run to my got worse. But she had said continued. By the time she got back there, they had finished the interview of the guy and they had taken him already. He had passed. She couldn't say anything. She said, ah, you didn't wait for me. He said, but he said continue. Why? Prayer had gone ahead. Prayer had gone ahead. You are complaining. Hey, are you faithful to me or not? Listen, when you pray, all this will disturb your boyfriend. You'll just see them. They, they will lose their grip. So, the, so what happened next? The queen saw the king. He said, what do you want? To the half of my kingdom. And that happened. But the next I want to show you is in chapter 6. The prayer affected the king. But how did the prayer affect Mordecai? See chapter 6. Verse 1. Esther chapter 6 verse 1. Ready? 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 At the back, ready? Uh-uh. Ready? <laughs> Say the power of prayer. Say the power of prayer. Let's together. I want to go. On that night, could not the king sleep? Question, why couldn't the king sleep? Angels were walking. Angel says, if you will not pay attention to them, you cannot sleep. The Bible says, on the night, the king could not sleep. And he commanded them to bring what? The books of the records of the chronicles. That, and, they were, and, they were, and they were read, sorry. And they were read before the king. So, all of a sudden, the king could not sleep. Prayer was working. What should you bring? Bring some books. They brought the books. What were they meant? See what they will read. See what they are meant to do. When you are praying, people will think that they are just doing some things. Your prayer is the one that is directing them. Next line. And it was found written that Mordecai, who is Mordecai? That man they were meant to kill. That Mordecai had told of, beat, of Bitana and Teresh, two of the king's chamberlains, and of the keeper of the door, who sought to lay hands on King Ahasuerus. Yes? And the king said, what honor and dignity and be done for Mordecai. And 
Then said the king's servant that ministered to him, there's nothing done for him. Remember, years before now, Mordecai had helped the king, but the king had forgotten. Why? When you pray, the seed you have sown in time past will start working for you. Some of you, you've submitted proposals and files to where it's very far away. Start praying. Start praying. Prayer will bring back the file. Long and short, the king found Mordecai and they made the Mordecai the next person to the king. And Haman that was trying to kill Mordecai was hung. Why? Prayer. Let me close by giving an example. How many of you go to malls, shopping malls? Can you wave your hands? Wave your hands. Where do you shop? The rest of you. Aswani. If you go to shopping malls, wave your hands. Let me see. Okay, good. Do you notice something? In the shopping mall, when they, when they put something in, maybe there's something you want on that list. Maybe there's something you bought that you don't want again. Maybe like a soap or something. And they have to remove it. What would, they, what would the teller tell you? You say, I don't want that again. What would they say? You say, wait, let me call for my what? Man, to do what? Override. What does override mean? Override means that there's someone that has a superior access and control to remove or add what was not there before. The manager comes and puts in his password and overrides it. And all of a sudden, what was there before is removed because it has what? It has had an override operation. Glory to God. When we pray, we produce override. What does override mean? Override means this. This is what it means. I should not have the job. But through prayer, I override the process. By now, things should go wrong with my life. But through prayer, I override the process. Let me give you what override is. Do you use WhatsApp? Have you noticed when you're receiving WhatsApp call, what happens when a normal call comes in? When a normal call calls in, what happens to WhatsApp? Cuts off. Why? The normal call is superior in frequency to the WhatsApp call, so it cuts it off. You know what that means? If prayer is superior, if spiritual laws are superior to natural laws, when they come in, the natural pace is cut off because the supernatural has stepped in. That is what happens when we pray. When you pray, you should be having a natural WhatsApp experience. But prayer brings a GSM signal and it changes everything. I don't know what's happening in your relationship or marriage, but prayer can produce an overriding factor. That's what I'm going to. Prayer can do what? Produce an overriding. And let me tell you something. This Tuesday, throughout this month and next month, we will be praying. And I'm not saying praying alone. We will be praying and producing powerful influence. There are certain things you want to do, but you can't do by yourself. There are certain things you want to achieve, but you can't achieve by yourself. But as we pray, everything will change. Stand, let's pray, please.
Let's pray. Will you pray? Okay, let's go. I want you to pray. I want to pray. Are there things you want to pray about? Join your hands with somebody. Join your hands with someone. Let's pray. Let's go ahead and pray. There are some areas you want some influence, right? You want an overriding factor. Let's go ahead and pray. Jesus name Lord we thank you because you are the God that answers prayers Lord I lift up everyone that is praying about one area or the other this month will you give them a testimony Lord where there has been delayed in prayer they will see results in prayer we give you praise and glory in Jesus mighty name we pray were you blessed this morning will you shout a big hallelujah please have your seats